it's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. throwing back in the end zone. Leaping grab, touchdown. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs, where we help you dominate your fantasy football competition. I'm Bill Enright, and with me is Todd DeVries. This is our final fantasy draft special before we move over to the regular season. Our previews for week one start next Tuesday. If you're serious about winning your fantasy league, now is the time to sign up at ffchamps.com. 50% off, only $29.95 for the whole season. We help you with your upcoming draft, and we are there with you every week, every day during the regular season. And we're going to hear, we're here to help you today with your upcoming drafts, or if you already had your draft, we're going to grade your team. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. My man Todd, the third preseason game is over. How pumped are you? For this week of nonstop fantasy drafts. <laughs> Thank goodness, my friend. Right? We've talked yeah. about it. It seems like forever. I mean, we've been on this uh, show, what, for a month now? Talking yep. about don't have your draft until after week three. Well, guess what, Bill? It's after week three. It's time. And here we are. It's time to get locked and loaded. And, Bill, that was quite a mouthful for that opening, man. You really uh, you really spit out a lot of information. The way we I like to lot, look at We had a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, hey, if you're like you said, man. This is it. If you sign up for FF Champs right now, it's basically less than two bucks a week for the for the uh, season. Yeah, and you get one on one advice from the likes of Mr. Bill Enright, the esteemed Bill Enright, and the whole FF Champs team. You get all the rankings. You get the FFCPI. You get. I mean, if your draft is coming up, you get all the draft stuff. So there's a, it's a no brainer. Sign up now, and uh, and dominate your league, man. That's what so, it's all about. If people have been listening to us and they, they postpone their drafts till after the third week of the preseason, you can still access our draft kit at ffchamps.com. Of course. You still get our customized cheat sheets. You still get all of our strategy articles and the ADP report. Draft everything tracker. That we, the draft tracker, the mock draft tool. The draft tracker might be the most important tool in all fantasy football. We have it there at ffchamps.com. But we've always said, Todd, even if you had your draft already, you build the foundation of a winning team at your fantasy drafts, but you win your championship through the hard work during the regular season, the waiver wire, overcoming bye weeks, overcoming injuries, and that's what we help you with during the regular season. Plus, we have our weekly rankings where you can't go wrong. You'll never start the wrong player if you follow the FFCPI, the Fantasy Football Champs Performance Index proprietary stats we have it all during the regular season just like we help everyone during the preseason the regular season is really where we separate ourselves from the competition so if you're serious about winning your league it's 50 percent off folks 29.95 for the entire season go to ffchamps.com become a member today well put my friend so so what do we have on the docket today bill again like you said we do have one other show before we have the season kicking off, but that's going to be a show dedicated to all the good week one start sit type type of questions. Exactly. You know, the lineup questions. So we want to hold off anybody that's going to be calling in today, hold off on your start sit questions, please until next week. And uh, we'll handle all that. Then this is the last show. We're going to talk 
about the preseason yep. and your drafts. But we, hey, if you already had your draft built, call in anyway. We'll give you a draft grade. You know, we'll, Eight- we'll, t- we'll tell you where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are. Exactly. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. Also, we are constantly tweeting out excellent advice on Twitter. You can hit us up at FFChamps. Todd, so the third week of preseason in the bag. We have a lot to go over today. We're going to discuss what we learned from that third week of preseason action, go over the latest player news, the injury report. We'll also go play a little game of overhype or the hype is real based on the latest ADP reports. And, Todd, every fantasy football manager wants to get a handle on the new rookies. They want to know which rookies are going to come in and dominate the league like we saw with Doug Martin last year, RG3 last year, T.Y. Hilton last year. So we're going to help everyone identify the rookies, the cream of the rookie crop, as we like to call it. That's going to come up later in the show as well. Yeah, man, don't forget Alfred Morris in that mix. Alf- oh, you're right, Alfred Morris. I mean, the list goes on from last year's run- uh, playmakers. Well, we, Quarterbacks, we, running yep. backs, wide Yeah, man, a lot we dive deeper year. than just those first and second round, you know, NFL round guys. I mean, right. Alfred Morris was a late round pick. There's an there's a undrafted free agent on the New England Patriots you might have heard, heard of right now, Bill. Yeah. We'll be talking about a little later on, too. So we're not going to just be talking about the big boys that everyone knows. We'll be, we'll be digging pretty deep into that into that topic. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Before we get to player news, let's go to Rob in Florida. He's in a 12-team league and needs some uh, help with his last pick of the draft. What's up, Rob? Hey. Rob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm having a little trouble hearing you, but um, how's it going? I, uh, I uh, took a step back from uh, what I normally do, this, and I uh, entered a uh, kind of a high roller league for myself. And, of course, I get the full pick of the draft, and I'm really struggling on what to do. I don't think I can get any of those nine running backs, and I'm not sure where to go. Well, what's your format there, um, buddy? Is it, you know, is it PPR? No, what, it's how's the, the quarterback scoring? It's standard scoring uh, ESPN head-to-head. Standard you scoring think, ESPN head-to-head league. So, Rob, you don't think that Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, or Calvin Johnson will go before your pick? I, I wish I, – it's my first time – year in this league. It's, it's a three-year-old league, and it's my very first time in it. So I, okay. I really am I'm in the dark about that. I'm hoping I, – I, that, that's my hope, is that one of them go. But I'm planning for the worst, that um, that they don't know what they're doing. They're going to pick the nine running back. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think if Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers go before you, along with Calvin Johnson, who seems like a, top, a consensus top seven pick this year, then you're going to end up with maybe a LaShawn McCoy or a Ray Rice at running back. Now, with the 12th pick – would I go back-to-back running backs, maybe Maurice Jones-Drew and Ray Rice, if he falls to you? To you? Absolutely, especially in a standard yeah, that, scoring that's league. That's where I was thinking in, my, in the mock drafts that I've been running. Um, it seems like you know Maurice Jones-Drew is usually there, and, um, and, that's, and that's, I guess, what I was going to go with. Um, but the thing of it is, is I really, really um, like Brandon Marshall this year. I think he's a really good play because of um, the contract here that Cutler's in. And that's, that's, I mean, Brandon Marshall's just thinking, and I really just, I, that's, the, that's who I wanted to be my number one wide receiver. You know, Rob, how many receivers I, do you, how many receivers do you start there? Uh, two with, with a flex option. Yeah, see, in a receiver, in a league with only two receivers, Todd, I tend to exactly. stay away from drafting a, a wide receiver in the first two rounds, especially if it's non-PPR. Brandon Marshall had 118 receptions last year. Absolute monster in the PPR format. 
But you know what? I push him down a little bit if it's not in a PPR league. I have guys like A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Des Bryant ahead of him uh, when it's not PPR. And if you're only starting two wide receivers, you can. there's plenty of talent at the wide receiver position this year. I would really go running back, running back. MJD, Ray Rice, Ridley, Alfred Morris, Chris Johnson, those are the players that you should be looking at for that uh, first and second round picks, my man, Rob. All right, well, I mean, thanks. That clears it up a lot for me, guys. Do you have any, uh, any suggestions with my situation with quarterbacks? I mean, I, I always, always am going late round. I'm targeting, like, maybe um, someone like uh, RG3 or Luck or something like that. Well, Bill, I don't know what your advice is, but I'm pretty sure you're going to be similar to me. I would wait until seven, eight, nine quarterbacks are off the board. And you're going to wind up looking at the Andrew Lux, RG3s, Russell Wilsons, Kaepernick, Cam Newtons of the world. You know, they're, they're probably going to be there, maybe even Matt Stafford. I guess Newton would probably be gone if he waited that long. But right. you're, going to, you're going to have a couple of those guys fall in your lap in those middle rounds, seventh yep. round, eighth round, uh, and you're going to be just fine. There's 12 really solid quarterbacks this year. So if you wait, you know, until seven, eight, nine of them are off the board and then pick yeah. your guy, you're going to be just fine. That's when Rob has to strike. So he's in a 12-team league. He has the last pick in the ra- in the first round, first pick in the second round. So it'll it'll come down to the point where he has that option of making two picks in maybe the sixth or, or the seventh or eighth round. And I think you're right, Todd. Six quarterbacks are off the board. He should strike in the seventh round, maybe pick up an uh, RG3, pick up a uh, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. pick up an Andrew Luck. That, those are the Definitely. guys that are, are going to fall to him. Totally agree. The first, his first four picks, which is the one-two turn and the two, uh, the uh, three-four turn. No quarterback. Not even. I'm not even considering quarterback there. When it gets to the five-six turn, yeah, you know, weigh your options because you never. Sometimes you have to kind of see what's going on in, with the rest of the draft, Bill. You know, and, and that's uh, where the FFChamps.com draft tracker really helps you out. It, it keeps you organized. It lets you know what players, what positions your opponents already have on their roster. So if someone, yeah. if you're sitting there in, in the end of the sixth round or the end of the seventh round, then you, all of a sudden you look ahead of the draft and say, oh, well, three players, there are four managers in front of me already have a quarterbacks. I like my chances with the next four guys. The, the thing, here's the deal. The ideal place for, for Rob to strike is a seventh, eighth round turn for right. a QB. However, the five, six turn is where I would, I would start taking a close look at it just to make sure exactly. you don't get screwed. Because there's always that one knucklehead guy that takes a backup quarterback before mm-hmm. everyone else, too. So you got to be a little careful. So the five six have quarterback on your you know watch list. Uh, if things go to form, you probably will be able to wait till seven eight. But just in case a ton of quarterbacks go early, you know don't be afraid to take one at the five six. Because Bill, once he goes five six, you know there's going to be twenty two picks gone again before he goes again. So he's got to be a little careful there because he's at the end of the snake. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We're going to stick with the phone lines and go to Justin in Boston. He already had his draft. He wants us to rank his team. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I had my draft uh, last Thursday. Okay. Ten team uh, standard. Um, yeah, I have uh, Tony Romo, DJ Spiller, uh, Matt Forte, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Vincent Jackson, uh, Brandon Pettigrew. I picked him I really late because everybody was picking two tight. All right, is it a standard scoring 10-team league? So, Bill, he's got Romo at QB, so he waited on his QB, which we like. Right. Right? Yeah, Larry Fitz, Fitz and Jackson. Yep. He probably took Spiller as his first-round pick. Mm -hmm. I did. He probably went Spiller, 
one, Forte two, Fitz three, I'm guessing, in this league. Right. What do you think? Justin, is that accurate? I, What's that? Spiller, Forte, what? Fitz was your first three picks? Were yes, uh, Spiller was the first uh, round pick, yes. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, man, who uh, who else was there in the second round for you? you? You took Forte. What pick did you have in this 10-team league? And, you know, what pick did you have, and who else were your options in that second round? I'm curious. Uh, second round, the other options were, um, let me see, Ridley was taken before Forte. I was, I was eyeing Ridley, but he was just taken right before Forte. Oh. Uh, McCoy or um, Stephen Jackson, who was the premier running back. I probably would have taken Calvin Johnson in the first round. I was, was going to go with the like wide receiver. Justin, What's you that? didn't like McCoy? Yeah, bud. Oh, what did you say about McCoy? You didn't want to pick McCoy over Forte? I was I was thinking about it. It was a tough choice. It went down like basically the buzzer. So I'm like, ah, I think Forte could have a decent year this year. But I'm like, oh, it was a tough choice. Yeah, and Justin, uh, we appreciate the call. Todd, I really think that McCoy would have been the right pick over Forte. If it's yes. if it's a PPR league, McCoy is going to do a much better job than Matt Forte. Both of them are going to have over 50 receptions this year, but I think in the non-PPR format... Even in standard scoring. Right, that's what I'm about yeah. to say. If in the non-PPR format, McCoy just gets it done this gotcha. year. We're really excited about the Eagles offense with Chip Kelly. We know it's running back heavy. McCoy's one of the most electrifying rushers in the NFL. We have him at number eight, right behind C.J. Spiller. And Justin could have grabbed Spiller and McCoy, two running backs in our top ten. That would have been a dangerous combo. I like Larry Fitz and Vincent Jackson at the wide receiver spot. Brandon Pettigrew as a tight end, there's some other options I like. I got to tell you, Bill. I like more than him. I got to tell you, in a 10-team league, yeah. I'm not crazy about his team. <laughs> uh, Spiller, I like that pick. Yeah. But like you said, that's why I wanted to know what he did in the second round because that kind of shaped his draft. McCoy would have been a great pick in the second round over right. Forte. Larry Fitz and Vjax in a 10-team? That's not bad. I mean, I Larry know, Fitz man. is in the top ten. He probably picked him in the third round, and then maybe I he agree can't... with that. I don't know. I guess he picked Vincent Jackson in the fourth round. I, I might have would I would have waited on that. But to have Pettigrew as your number one that's, tight end, I guess that's what I'm getting at. There's an, there's about ten other tight ends that I like more than him this year. I exactly. I guess that's my point. Who yeah. did, who did he pass up in the second? We found out he passed up on LeSean McCoy. Who did he draft in the fourth round? Yeah. Probably Vjax, but. There's, I was. I bet if we if we kept uh, digging in, there probably would have been some other better options at that point. And then, like you said, all that being said, ten teamer Pettigrew is your tight end. I'd be dropping him right now mm-hmm. and picking up somebody else. There's a lot of rising tight ends this preseason. Yeah, let's stick with the phone lines. We got Brian in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What's going on, Brian? Hey guys, how are you doing? Doing great. I, I just have a. Uh, I sent my uh, roster to you guys to look over, and you guys. You know, somebody did a nice job, but the only thing I had a problem with was um, I have Santana Moss, and I wanted to get rid of him, and I wanted to see who you guys think I should pick up as far as Johnny Avery or Muhammad Sanu. Oh, great question oh, here, Brian. Brian. I, I like Muhammad like Sanu a lot. Uh, Todd, I know you did, uh, coming out of Rutgers, he was one of the uh, premier receivers on last year's rookie rankings, and he kind of did a good job when he was on the field. He got hurt. But he's healthy now, and from what I've seen 
based on training camp performance, Andy Dolan's been looking at him a lot. A.J. Green, we know, is the number one there in Cincinnati. But we think Mohamed Sanu can be a pretty solid option as your wide receiver four or five, especially over Santana Moss at this point. Totally agree. If your options are Sanu and Avery, I'm going Sanu. I think he's got he's got some upside there, Bill. Like you said, he was banged up a little last year. Uh, he plays in a great offense, an up-and-coming offense, which is one of our Ten Commandments. Who's the next great offense? Look at the weapons they have there. So the counter to that argument is, well, there's too many weapons. They're going to spread it around. Right. Still, Sanu's looked sharp in the preseason, man. Um, I'm going Sanu there. I'm pretty happy with that. That's a big upgrade over Santana Moss. I'm just, I want to pull up Sanu's stats real quick because he had four touchdowns in just five games last year. Or, excuse me, six games last year. But he was hurt. So I don't think the injury, I don't think he's injury prone, even though he missed uh, 10 games last season. I think it was like a broken, uh, it was either a broken hand or a broken leg. But either one, it was like a clean break. You know, he, he healed fine. It wasn't like one of those lingering things where we have to worry about it this fracture. year. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, it was a stretch, a stress fracture in his foot. In his foot. Okay. That's what go. it was. So, I hey, you know, we, we, we're going to talk about rookies that we like later. But if you're talking about sophomores, so to speak, that we like, Sanu's on that list too. So, I think that's a solid, it's a solid option, man. Yeah, especially over Santana Moss. No question in my mind. Uh, let's stick with the phones. Stewart in Texas has the number one pick. He doesn't know who to take. What's going on, Stu? Hello. Hey, Stewart. What's up? Uh, yeah, I have a question. I, I have the number one pick in my draft, and I am torn between two players, and it's against the background of our scoring system, which is not totally PPR, but we give one point for every two receptions. Okay. And we also give one point for every five carries for a running back, in addition to all the standard scoring points for touchdowns and rushing and, and Got receiving it. yardage. Um, I know you guys are a bit high on Doug Martin, and actually so am I since I had him last year and he did great. Um, Peterson is the number one consensus uh, all-around guy. Yep. And fortunately, Peterson, I think, has a tougher schedule this year and Martin has an easier schedule. So my question is, who do I pick? <laughs> well, Stuart, you know, this is a great problem to have, and I think you're in a unique situation where you do have the option of taking either player. I think if you want to play it safe, Peterson is a great pick. Nothing wrong with taking the best running back in the NFL, especially with your unique scoring system where you get a point for every five carries. Last year, Peterson had 348 carries. Doug Martin had 319. Uh, They may balance out toward the end of this year, but I think given that format – Peterson might have the slight edge. He is the number one running back on our uh, PPR and non-PPR rankings this year. You said you get a one reception, one point for every two receptions, so let's call it a .5 per reception. Peterson still does enough in the passing game where you can make the argument that he should be your number one pick. Okay. Todd, you with me there? Yeah, I got it. My here's here's my advice. Don't overthink this one. Yeah. Take Adrian Peterson and yeah. just move on. It's uh I mean we, we you know, we some people downgrade and you know, in a PPR and a true full point PPR, a lot of people kinda over downgrade Adrian Peterson in my eyes. He had forty catches last year. Or forty exactly. targets last year, sorry. Yeah. Uh or forty receptions, my bad. And yep. Martin only had what, forty nine? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a huge disparity. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? I, I think I think uh, Stuart, we appreciate the call. Best of luck in your draft. Go with Peterson. He, he, he's the yeah. safe pick there. 
Don't overthink I'll, it. Let's move on to Greg in New Jersey. Wants to has a question about his quarterbacks. What's going on, Greg? Thanks for calling into the champs. Greg, going hey once. There, bud. <laughs> Hello, Greg. Friday. And Greg, are you there? Our scoring is a little um, odd. They have six points for touchdowns for every player, including the quarterback. Okay. And you guys swear by waiting on the quarterback at a Romo, a Vic, uh Wilson, uh, whoever you can get late. But in this thing, like last year, for example, Breeze led the way 30 points per game. Um, you know, Doug Warren got about 23. Calvin got about 21. So I didn't know if the strategy changes in a six-point-per-touchdown lead like this. Greg, we appreciate the call. And the, the main thing about waiting on your quarterbacks – is you're not comparing Drew Brees 30 points a game to Doug Martin's 22 points a game. You're comparing Drew Brees' 30 points a game to Andrew Luck's 24 points a game. Doug Martin's 22 points a game to someone like a Reggie Bush who may only have 15 points a game or 12 points a game. Don't compare the quarterbacks to the running backs. That's not how our strategy on waiting on quarterbacks works. Compare the quarterbacks in the first tier to the quarterbacks in the second or the third tier. That's where the value comes in. Todd, you, can you explain yes. that any better than what I did? No, I, I agree. I think part of his question was, does the strategy change at all in the six-point-per-passing touchdown right. scoring format, too? Um, I don't think it does. Uh, no, probably not. It might it might bump up what round you grab a quarterback in, but maybe a round, maybe. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, it's it's still the same old, same old. As long as you're starting only one quarterback every week, there's still 12 good quarterbacks out there, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't get one of those first four guys, you're going to be just fine getting that ninth through 12th guy. Yeah, I mean, we say it all the time on the show. It's one of our Ten Commandments. Wait on your quarterback because you'll get value with running backs. You'll get value with wide receivers. Let's go to Mike in Pittsburgh has a question about one of our Ten Commandments. So Mike, what's going on? Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Hey, uh, long-time uh, subscriber, first-time calling. You guys are uh, clearly the best in the industry. I, uh, Love hearing that. Thanks for the compliment, my man. How can we help you today? A question on uh, Ten Commandments and tiering in particular. I'm in you a uh, standard scoring system, uh, non-PPR. We start two running backs and two wide receivers, and you have one flex, and the flex could either be a, a running back or a wide receiver. And our guys that draft these teams are, are pretty heavy on running backs. And and I guess the question I'm trying to get your thoughts on, if I'm like, you know, pick seven, eight, nine, somewhere at the end of the back of the first round, you grab a running back. You know, a McCoy, Rice, you know, somebody like that. On the flip, coming back round two, you know, if, a, if the top receivers are gone at that point, am I better off just loading up on another running back and kind of passing on, somebody like a Cobb or a Larry Fitz um, just to shore up the backfield. And then maybe just since the wide receivers are so deep this year, you know, think about grabbing wide receivers in round three. How many teams in your league? Twelve. Bill, I'm going RBRB if I can. Yeah, Mike, especially that you only start two wide receivers. I think you can pick up, uh, you know, a Reggie Wayne or a Victor Cruz or someone in the third and fourth rounds to kind of offset – missing out on that top five or six wide receivers, the Des Bryants, the Julio Joneses, you know, the A.J. Greens. Bill, I think this this gets to a point that I wanted to make on the previous caller. There seems to be a real sweet spot for grabbing wide receivers in that third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, you know? I agree. 
and and there's no <laughs> after the first couple of rounds at running back, there is no sweet spot, you know. So it kind of works in your favor if you load up on the running backs the first two rounds. Now, yeah, you're not going to get AJ Green or Megatron or Julio or Dez or or Marshall, but you'd be surprised who might slip to you in that third round from a wide receiver standpoint. A Victor Cruz, you know, for example, you never know with Larry Fitz. He had a down year; he might drop yep. to you, and then and then you're off and running. And then there's the true sweet spot for the wide receivers is in that you know 12 through 20 wide yep. receiver list. Those tiers in there, there's really a lot of value in there and. And, and even deeper down, Reggie Wayne, Wes Welker. The name, the, I mean, Torrey Smith is a nice guy who's who's trending up. Deshaun yep. Jackson, Colston, the, there's a million of them. So yeah. I would go RB, RB, especially in your league. It's not PPR. Yep. You're only starting two wide receivers. Get those two running backs in your stable and then target the wide receivers in the next couple of rounds. No, it's a no-brainer to me. Especially if you're in a 12-team uh, league, it's so important to get those two running backs early on. Otherwise, you'll end up with your first-round running back, let's call it Trent Richardson just for the sake of argument, and then all of a sudden in, in the third or fourth round, you might end up with a, a, a Reggie Bush or Darren McFadden as your running back too. And I'm not that crazy about that. I would rather see Bush and McFadden as, as your flex option. Yeah, I totally agree. To keep him with the phone lines. Very busy on the phone today, Todd. I love, I love it. it. Love it. 855 478 7030 is the phone number. You can email us radio at footballnation.com. Let's go to Michael in Texas. He needs some help with his running backs. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Um, had my uh, auction draft last night for my main league, and uh, I'm kind of a, uh, uh, I guess, middle tier shopper where I don't like to compete and overspend uh, for a lot of the high tier guys. Um, so I ended up getting basically if we start one quarterback, uh, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and then we have a flex that we can play running back, uh, wide receiver, and tight end at. Um, quarterback, I ended up with um, uh, RG3 and um, Michael Vick. Uh, running back, I got Frank Gore, Lamar Miller, uh, Gio Bernard, and, uh, well, Unfortunately, I printed off the sheet before 7 o'clock because it looks like Ronnie Hillman dropped on the sheet uh, at that point. But I got yeah. Ronnie Hillman and Bernard Pierce. Okay. And wide receiver, I really like these guys. But I got uh, Bo, Cruz, Amendola, and uh, Mike Wallace, and uh, uh, Sean Jeffrey. And then uh, tight end, I got Tony Gonzalez and uh, Studfield. So I was wondering if maybe I should, since I have four solid Mike, how many teams in your league? Twelve. Bill, I'll tell you what. I like Mike, the team. Mike did a great job here. Yeah, I like, you know what? I think you're right, Mike. It does pay to not pay, overpay for those high-priced running backs. You know, yeah. maybe guys spent 30% of their budget on Adrian Peterson or Arian Foster. I think you have really quality guys that are going to be consistent all year. Frank Gore, very undervalued. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, Todd, and I both love him. And your wide receivers are dynamite. I wouldn't make any moves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess looking at it, I have Gore and then Lamar Miller and Gio Bernard, which I'm really high in uh, Bernard. Uh, I think he's explosive. I like him in college. But uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where just looking at that Frank Gore is my number one. It's kind of, it's a little scary, but. I, I hear what you're saying.
were saying, hey, you know, there's no, there's no harm in shopping, you know, shopping one of the receivers around just to see what kind of interest there is. Right. Yeah. Especially if okay. you wait till after week one when maybe one of them explodes or something, you know, and is a little bit overhyped. Yeah. No harm no, in I doing do that. that. Okay. Well, sounds good. I appreciate it. Bill, Best you did a great job. Best of luck, Mike. No. We appreciate your call. I think good. Oh, I just hung up on the wrong mic. <laughs> I, I mistakenly pressed the drop button on Mike in Omaha instead of Mike in Texas. Uh, Sorry, Mike in Omaha. Feel free to call back, 855-478-7030. That's my bad. We'll get you right back on. We'll spend some extra time with you on the phone. <laughs> but going back to Mike in Texas, yeah. Okay. auction Mike. Auction Love Mike. the strategy. Totally agree. Don't overpay. Look at all the mid kind of tier guys he was able to accumulate here, Bill. There's not a there's not a uh, bomb in any of these. I like that pick. And that's what happens in auction leagues when you don't when you plan on not overspending or overpaying for guy for those top tier guys. You you're you still have that remaining budget to grab some of these mid tier guys. Maybe Lamar Miller breaks out. Maybe Giovanni breaks uh, Giovanni Bernard has a breakout season. Um that that is certainly possible for having. He didn't overspend. Yeah, he has some high risk, high reward players, but he only needs one of those high risk players to hit on that high reward. He starts three wide receivers too, so he knew that he had you know he couldn't completely ignore the wide receiver position. And man, Dwayne Bowe, Victor Cruz, Amendola, yep. Mike Wallace, and then Alshon Jeffrey, who's a a young up and comer. So sure, nice job there. The tight ends, Gonzo and Sudfeld. Yeah, mm. excellent. Excellent job. All right, we got Mike in home, uh, Omaha back on the line. Mike, I apologize for that, man. Sorry that you had a call back in. Hey, no worries. What can we help you with today? All right. Uh, well, I just saw your guys' tweet on grading the draft, and I had a draft a couple weeks ago and wanted to get your guys' opinion on uh, what you think. Sure. Give it so to us. Let it rip. Sta- All right. It's a standard 10-team league, uh, PPR. Uh, quarterbacks get six points for touchdowns. Defense return yards are a point for every 25 yards. Um, and everything else is pretty much standard. So in this order, uh, I had the eighth spot, and I went Jamal Charles, Trent Richardson, Demarius Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Wes Welker, Matt Stafford, Pierre Garçon, Anquan Bolden, Giovanni Bernard, Daryl Richardson, uh, New England defense, uh, Kemperl Tompkins, and David Akers. And it's only 50, uh, 13 rounds. So really, you only get four bench players. Mike, how many teams are in this league? Ten. Jeez, it sounds like a six-team league. How did you get Jamal <laughs> you know, Charles, Trent Richardson, and Demarius Thomas? Good question. Actually, surprisingly, I ended up, uh, well, two quarterbacks in the first round, and then three went in the second round. Um, but Gee, I don't that's... know. It just <laughs> somehow works let, that way. You know, let me reset was... this, Bill. Let me reset this. I took notes and I jotted down who I think is his entire team. So you, you, you just rattled them off in the order you drafted them. So here's his potential starting lineup, Bill. Okay. You, uh-huh. you find the weakness here, Bill. Quarterback Matt Stafford. Okay. He's got yep, Jamal uh-huh. Charles and Trent Richardson. This is one and two running backs. He's got yep. Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, and Pierre Garcon as his top three wide receivers. He's got, oh, by the way, Jimmy Graham at tight end. On his yeah. bench, Gio Bernard, Kembrell Tompkins, Bolden? Yeah. Uh, Richardson? 
other Richardson, the Rams Richardson. Daryl Richardson, sure. Yeah, Mike, you did a tremendous job in your draft, and I think it really shows that when those quarterbacks go early, you said five quarterbacks went in the first two rounds. It really yep. shows that you can load up, and I really mean load up, on talent mm-hmm. at running back and wide receiver. Trent Richardson in the second round, Demarius Thomas in the third round. I mean, those are consensus uh-huh. first round and second round picks. So you did an excellent job with your draft, my man, and uh, so it seems like you'll be closer to the playoffs. Yeah, well, here's one question for you. So, granted, you have four, but you only have four players on the bench here. And <laughs> not really thinking when I drafted Wes Welker that I'd just taken Demarius Thomas in the third round as well. So I still got to get used to the fact that they're on the same team. So right now I have three out of those five receivers all have a week nine bye. Yeah, so, so what? You lose one week. Yeah, I guess then that's kind of where – but I guess that's kind of my main question is that, I mean, once I start getting into week nine, is there anybody out there from a receiver standpoint that I would maybe want to replace? Or do I just roll with it and maybe go uh, Charles Richardson and then go Bernard as my flex that week? And I'll yeah, definitely. Play Garcon and Tompkins. Bill, that, that brings up a good question that I think we should discuss quickly here. Bill, when you draft, how close attention do you pay to bye weeks? Um, next to none. Same here. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I, I would actually almost rather have all my players on a bye week. I, so I totally agree. You figure the fantasy football regular season is 12 weeks. Consensus, 13th week is the playoffs. So of that 12 weeks, if you have four of your main players, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, whoever, on a bye all in the same week, that's great. So what? Yeah. You take you take a loss. Or maybe his your opponent's players are on a bye. Maybe your opponent's players are injured that week. And you have a really deep roster because you're on FFChamps.com and you're following our waiver wire advice. But at the worst-case scenario, that's only one week, whereas maybe you have Ray Rice on a bye week one or, you know, week whatever. Uh, he's on a bye week eight. Then you have Chris Johnson or then you have Alfred Morris on a bye week five. Then you have Matt Forte or Frank Gore on a bye week nine. So you're spreading out your players all the different bye weeks instead of loading up with your studs each and every week. I love that. I agree, Bill. And I never overhaul a lineup just to get through a bye week. Right. You know what I mean? Now, in in, uh, Mike from Omaha's scenario, he does have it. It's a small roster, only 13 guys. So he's likely, if if all these players pan out, he's probably going to start somebody who's literally on a bye. Like, you'll probably have to start one of them and take a zero. But I would rather do that, like you said, in a group of buys in one week um, over having them spread out throughout the entire year. That's just how I am. I I, I really, I'm glad you said that, Bill, because I think along the same exact thoughts as you. It really comes down to as league as he is. I mean, if there's only thirteen team, if there's only thirteen roster spots, everyone else has the same problem. Yes, but everyone else might not have three wide receivers on bye right, week. Right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, we had a crazy amount of callers to open up the show. That's what we love. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. You can hit us up on Twitter at FFChamps or email us your squad or draft day question radio at footballnation.com. Uh, so that is all we do for in-season and preseason draft preparation. But another part of fantasy football is the weekly fantasy football, Todd. And DraftKings.com is where all the action is going down. 
They just released their contest for week one of the NFL season, and there is a ton of action, a lot of cool prizes, over a million dollars just for week one. It's the biggest week one event in fantasy football. Everyone that wants to win some money playing fantasy football, you have to go over it. Check out DraftKings.com. They have a free entry for your first-time deposit to the uh, two. It costs two dollars for their thirty-thousand-dollar playoff uh, play-action contest. But you get a free entry. You get a free ticket to that two-dollar contest by just making your first deposit. So go check out DraftKings.com. Todd and I will be doing weekly strategy for your weekly fantasy football leagues. Bill, or not best... leagues, contests. Yeah, I mean, it, what a great site. I mean, uh, I'm looking at it right now. In that one uh, million dollar contest, yeah, seventh place, seventh place gets ten grand. Seventh place gets ten grand. Wow. I mean, twenty. What does first place get? One hundred twenty-five, right? One fifty. Oh God, that's a, that's a life changer. That's a life changer, folks. Even if you uh, come in 400th place, it's 450 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Serious cash there. Serious cash to be won. Uh, I mean, just it's incredible how this daily fantasy, this weekly fantasy, has really changed the landscape of fantasy sports, fantasy sports, fantasy football uh, specifically. Because if you think about it, for years, if you had a bad team or if your players got injured, by week six, you were suffering through the rest of the season. Well, thanks to DraftKings.com, that doesn't happen anymore. You can pick a new team every week. You can pick five new teams every week, ten new teams every week. It's it's just so much fun, and, and we uh, we really enjoy ourselves over at DraftKings.com because we win some money, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to breaking down those salary caps, finding some value there for yeah. the people. All right, coming up, we're going to take a break. We're going to go over the latest player news. Monte Ball elevated for the first team for the Denver Broncos. What's going on with the Jets quarterback situation? And does Lamar Miller have a firm grip on the Dolphins starting running back job? Plus, we'll be taking your calls at 855-478-7030. That's all coming up next right here on the Fantasy Football Champs. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passion, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com 
and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The fantasy football champs cover it all. That's right. Welcome back. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries hanging out. You know, Todd, we were so busy in the first segment, we forgot to say what's up to our producer, Josh Deering. What's up, Josh? Oh, just loving life, guys. Busy back here today. Uh, you know, if you're calling in 855-478-7030, Josh is the guy answering the phone, so you got to be nice to him. Yeah, you got to be nice to me so I can get you right on. Exactly. Otherwise, you might not put your call through. Yes. Uh, Josh <laughs> is uh, hes one of those guys. and hes a, You know, you never know what kind of Josh you're going to get. Very Jekyll and Hyde. You got to be nice to him. No doubt about it. Well, it's lonely in this studio, you know. If you're not nice <laughs> to me, then I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> No uh, country western concerts today, where you are? Uh, no, just getting ready for uh, the game on Thursday. That's right, Bill. Uh, Josh, our esteemed producer, is coming at us live from Gillette Stadium, where yep. our, our studio is locked into. So he always has the good uh, lowdown with what's going on up there with the Patriots. So uh, Patriots-Giants, Bill, not much to uh, look forward to in that one in game four, I would imagine, right? No. You know, think about the fourth preseason game. There's a reason why, Todd, we tell everybody to wait until after the third preseason game because that's when we see the starters. For the most part, it's kind of like a dress rehearsal. At least most of the teams uh, look at that third preseason game in that fashion. But the fourth preseason game, that's really a game where it's the complete opposite of the third preseason game. You're looking at guys that may not make the roster. So this is their final chance to show the team, show the coaches, show the general manager what they can add to their team, and that's what the fourth preseason game is is really for. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, but you know what? It's uh, it's still full price to season ticket holders to go to the game. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's a that's just a joke. Yeah, 
So what do we got here, Bill? We got to get in some player news, right? Yeah, player news, Todd. You know, this is the time of year where a lot of changes are happening. And again, third preseason game, we get to see a lot. So we kind of almost, not that we get to see a lot of insight in terms of what's going to happen in week one, but we get to see what coaches are thinking with their starting players. So perfect example, guy like Ronnie Hillman with the Denver Broncos fumbled in his third straight preseason game this past weekend. And so the, t- the coaches bumped him out of the starting lineup. They put Monte Bull, the rookie from Wisconsin, he was elevated to the first-team offense. So that's the kind of insight, that's the kind of observations that we get from the third preseason game. It's not that, well, Ronnie Hillman rushed, for five, rushed five times for 35 yards. That's not the kind of stuff we're looking for. We're looking to see who has chemistry with their quarterback, whose offensive line is blocking well. And, you know, who's fumbling the ball? Who's getting injured? That kind of stuff. That That's what we look at, and that's what we take away from those third preseason games. I totally agree. You, especially with the running backs, Bo, you just can't fumble the ball in the preseason. That is a good way to get in the doghouse. Uh, you mentioned Ronnie Hillman, and how about Bryce Brown with the Eagles? You know, most people think he's a lock to be the handcuff for LaShawn McCoy. Well, he can't hold on to the ball in Philadelphia. Right. Yep. And Chris Polk's coming on strong. So I agree with you, man. Sometimes in these preseason games, you're almost looking for more of the negatives than the positives with these players. Exactly. That, that's a good point, Todd. So we have Monte Ball now as the first string running back for the Denver Broncos. You know, we don't know what to make of this situation. At first, it seemed like Ronnie Hillman had a strong grip. Now with the fumbling issues, it seems like Monte Ball has a strong grip. And then all of a sudden, should we be worried about Sean Moreno? He oh. had a pretty decent game against the the St. Louis Rams in the third preseason matchup for the Broncos. So it, it turned. It looks like this is going to be a running back by committee this year for Denver. Can Sean Moreno just go away? I wish he did because it would make my life so much less complicated. He, it's just like, you know, we had kind of an exciting – tandem, even if it was a battle, even if it was split carry with Ball and Hillman, at least they were both draftable and there was upside for both of them. No Sean Moreno can come in and just ruin it all. Yep. Look, Watch this be the one year where he actually stays healthy. It just screws it all up for Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman owners. That, that's just, uh, I mean, Bill, the, the Denver running back situation, we touched on it last week with like kind of um, who would you rather have type of situation with the ADPs. Yeah. And Monte Ball's going much, much higher than Hillman. And that was before the fumbling really came to the forefront for, for Ronnie, you know? Right. Even now, would you rather have Monte Ball with his ADP or would you rather roll the dice with, with Ronnie Hillman at his ADP? And I'm pulling up the ADPs right now. Or I, I, are you just going to stay away altogether? No, I think based on the ADP, average draft position – I still think Ronnie Hillman's not a bad option. If you can pick him up in the 13th round, listen, at the very least, Monte Ball, it might be a 60-40. Maybe if you throw Noshan Moreno, it's going to be a 50. Oh, I'm so bad at math. It's going to be a 50-30-20. Does that add up? That adds up. So maybe Monte Ball gets 50%, or maybe no. Maybe Monte Ball gets 45%. Maybe Ronnie Hillman gets 40%. Maybe Noshan Moreno gets 15% of the workload. Yeah, I think even with that 40% that Ronnie Hillman can get or 45% that he can get, he's still valuable, still a commodity um, in the 15th, 16th round of your draft compared to Monte Ball, fifth who round. is in the fifth round. 
Yeah. I still think Hillman is a better pick based on value, based on where you can get them. Monte Ball doesn't do anything for me in the fifth round. I don't think Monte Ball is going to be on any of my teams this year because of the fifth round valuation. Uh, you know what I mean? Too pricey. I'm not, I'm not willing to take him in the fifth with so many other options out there. Yeah. Just not willing to do it. But, like you just said, Ronnie Hillman in the 14th, 15th? What the hell not? If he doesn't yeah. pan out, just dump him. Right. Right? But if Monte Ball gets dinged up or Hillman comes on strong, can figure out his fumbling situation, now you're sitting pretty. So you got to look for value in each position battle. And the value here is with Hillman. And, again, Hillman, he could be a guy you dump after week two or three and say the hell with it. Monte right. Ball's won the job. But I'm willing to do that rather than take a – early fifth round pick with Monte Ball. And that's right now, Bill, with this news, his average draft position is probably going to go up to the fourth round. Yep. You know? Right. So. Too pricey for Monte Ball. Just way too pricey. Uh, speaking of fourth round, Todd, New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski still has a fourth round ADP average draft position. And we have not seen Gronk in months. He hasn't been active in the training camp, hasn't been active for the preseason now, Adam Schefter from ESPN reported this week that Gronk will likely avoid the pup list, and that means he'll have to he he won't have to sit out of the first six games of the year. But right. does that mean maybe if he's out if he's not on the pup list, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be back week one. He could be back week four. Yeah. So do and we so still we have a decision like to make. <laughs> right? We have a decision to make. Do we still think Rob Gronkowski is capable of finishing in the top five at the tight end position if he only plays in 10 games? Here's the deal, all right? And we've all done this, whether it's uh, an injured player at any position. If you roll the dice with Gronk in the fourth round, Mm -hmm. what does that do for you? Number one, in your head, you're already thinking, I need to grab another tight end here, you know, before it's too late. Right. I might not have Gronk for the first round. So in in your line of thinking... That clouds your thinking in, on draft day. Number two, if you take a tight end in round four, that means you're not taking a running back or wide receiver in round four. So, right. you know what I mean? You, now you're falling behind at one of those positions, probably a wide receiver, because you probably have two running backs and a wide receiver in your stable if you listen to us, right? So you're falling behind at wide receiver a little bit, and you're going to have to waste another tight end spot for sure on somebody else. I, I, I just am not willing to do that in round four. Not for not for Gronk. Not right now. I'm not willing to do it. Right now, Gronk is the second tight end being drafted, uh, according to our ADP at ffchamps.com. He has a fourth round grade, AD, a fourth round ADP. We get the point that well, he's a monster. He is unstoppable. He is a machine when he's healthy, but he hasn't been healthy. He only played in five games last year. 790 yards, 11 touchdowns. The double-digit touchdowns is phenomenal. But if you're going off his 2011 year when he had 17 touchdowns and 1,300 yards and he caught 90 passes, you're mistaken. The guy had four surgeries since March. Once you start messing around with a player's back, or anyone's back for that matter, it's never the same again. So for Gronk to be uh, drafted in the fourth round, I think you said it, Todd. There's three things that we're worrying about here. You know that you have to get another backup tight end. You're expecting him to play all 16 games, and you're missing out on those running backs or wide receivers. I, I just think it's way too pricey for Rob Gronkowski. I can't see a situation where I would consider him before the sixth or seventh round. Even if you grab uh, 
you know, uh, um, Cameron or Cook or Rudolph or Gates or Sudfeld. You're talking about having probably having two tight ends through nine draft picks. Right. Ten, you know what I mean? That's not a good way to go about things. Unless it's guaranteed that Gronk is back in like week two or three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which it's not. So I don't know, man. I mean, sometimes I'm willing to roll the dice on players. I'm just not willing to – not for the – not if it's fourth round, I'm not willing to go Gronk. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, we'll see what happens with his injury status, but right now it seems like he's going to avoid the pup list. So expect to see him in action before October, but it could be that last game in September where he finally takes the field. And that's not saying – that's not a guarantee that he'll be healthy for the rest of the year either. No, it's not. Not at all. Let's move on to the Miami Dolphins, Bill. Running back battle has been kind of an interesting one with lots of ebbs and flows. What's the latest in Miami? All right, so we have a situation here with Lamar Miller being a rookie drafted by this Dolphins uh, regime of Joe Philbin. Daniel Thomas was drafted before Joe Philbin got to Miami, so it seems like Philbin... It seems like Miller is Philbin's guy. Daniel Thomas was kind of already on the squad. Inherited, right. Right, exactly. So that's important background information. They got rid of Reggie Bush in the offseason, and very quickly people started hyping up Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller. The coaching staff, Ryan Tannehill, Mike Wallace, they all were complimenting, praising Lamar Miller starting in training camps, uh, excuse me, starting in OTAs and mini camps and uh, even in the beginning of training camp. Jeff Ireland, the team's general manager, came out and said, well, you know, this is a this is a very much a competition for the starting running back job. Daniel Thomas has looked uh, very promising in practice, and we think that Lamar Miller and Daniel Thomas, it's really neck-and-neck neck battle so far. And to me, it's all BS. It's all hogwash. It's all motivation just to keep Lamar Miller uh, focused on, on – on having that starting job to himself instead of just getting comfortable, instead of just kind of taking it easy in practice or in training camp or in the preseason because everyone else on his team was telling him he's the man, he's going to be the starter. So I think the GM, Jeff Ireland, had to come out and, and kind of hype up Daniel Thomas a little bit just to you know, light a fire under Lamar Miller's butt. All right, so we're thinking this is coach speak. So where are you comfortable taking Lamar Miller if your draft is right now? What round, you know, RB2, RB3, what's your valuation of Lamar Miller? Then let's compare that to his current ADP. All right, so I like Lamar Miller. I, no, I'm sorry. I love Lamar Miller as a flex option. I really do. I'm a little bit wary of him being my running back too, but he's certainly capable of, of producing some big-time stats this year. If you look at what Reggie Bush did, 1,000 yards, 6 touchdowns, 400 receiving yards. So 1,400 yards, maybe 8 to 10 touchdowns for Lamar Miller is certainly his ceiling. I think his floor, what, what his minimum, is maybe 800 to 1,000 yards, maybe doesn't get in the end zone as much as we expect. So that's why I really love him as my flex. Would be willing to take him in the fourth round if I have two running backs on my squad already. I'm a little bit worried if he's my running back too, only because there's a good chance that he doesn't hit his potential this year. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, I mean, he's still unproven in, at this league, at this level, you know? It's it's not like he's 
some wily old veteran that's had some good years under his belt. Um, I'm looking back, Bill, for those out there in PPR. It, Miami, he went to the University of Miami. So he's from the U. From the okay. U. And his final year, 1,200 rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns, which isn't a lot of touchdowns. He, he wasn't like a primary goal line back for, right. for what that's worth. And 17 receptions, which is about one and a half per game. So it wasn't like he was some crazy receiver out of the backfield either. Um, so, you know, he, that's what you're looking at with Lamar Miller. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't know. It's, he's kind of one hard, a guy that's hard to gauge, right? With, with When I have my drafts and I kind of look at my opponents that I'm sitting in the room with who are drafting, if I've been in the league a while especially – kind of know what everyone's thoughts are going to be you know i know this guy's gonna try to get jimmy graham in the second i know this guy loves his wide receivers early i know this guy's gonna wait on his quarterback like me you know what i mean right and a guy like lamar miller he's a total wild card i I have no idea where he's gonna go yeah so but but we're not worried about daniel thomas i don't think so i don't think so either i mean lamar miller's got breakaway speed that Thomas doesn't even close to possess. So right. Lamar Miller's definitely got the upside. He's, he's more electric. He's, he's quicker and all that good stuff. Thomas, though, you know, I don't know. Maybe Thomas could be a goal line guy. I don't know if they're going to do that. But um, so, okay, so that's the deal. So we think Lamar Miller, it's all coach speak, and he's going to get the job and target him as your flex. Absolutely. You target okay. him as your flex, you'll be in very good shape. If you target him as your running back, too, and he hits – it's a little dicey, but if he hits, you'll you'll be still be very pleased. But if he doesn't, you know that's why we suggest him as a flex. He's still unproven. You said it. Only in his second year. Yep. All um, right, moving on, Todd. Another running back that we love this year is C.J. Spiller from the Buffalo Bills. He was excused from camp. Not really much of a story here, but you're going to see it on the news report. You're going to see it on Twitter or wherever else that you look for your news. FFChamps.com, we have the story there. But it's not really anything to worry about. I think he had some kind of family matter that he had to take care of. So Doug Marone, the head coach up there in Buffalo, excused him from practice for the next couple of days. But at least we know that it's not anything involving an injury. So if you read that he's going to be out of practice, it's because he had to take care of a family matter. I'd be more worried about his quarterback situation. Kevin Cobb suffered a concussion in the third preseason game. Apparently, it's career-threatening, Todd. You know That's a shame. Cobb I mean, had yeah. some concussion issues back with the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, everyone expected Cobb to be the, uh, the takeover quarterback when Donovan McNabb left, had a concussion the first the first game, I think it was against the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And then Mike Vick came onto the scene, and we all know what happened in that magical season. Cobb then went to Arizona, had a couple concussions there. So the concussion problems, the injury problems, have followed Kevin Cobb to Buffalo, where his NFL uh, career m- may be over. Yeah, and if you want to tie this back to how it affects C.J. Spiller and fantasy world, right? I mean, E.J. Manuel's banged up. He's nursing an injury. When is he expected back? Do we know for sure when E.J. Manuel is going to be back? It's very interesting because Coach Doug Marone said that if E.J. Manuel cannot practice before week one, then Jeff Tooltime <laughs> is going to take over as the starting quarterback. Bill, I'm a, an avid college football fan. You are? An avid college fantasy football guy. That's and right. And I will tell you that Jeff Tool did not impress me whatsoever at Washington State. No Tooltime in Buffalo. 
I just can't believe that he might be their starting quarterback in week one. That's, I mean, that's a distinct possibility. As we talk here on August 27th, I mean, that's a possibility right now. That's, that's scary, and that, that's frightening. And I know we're not talking about week one matchups yet, Bill, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't go too overboard with this, but that's frightening for C.J. Spiller in my view because it is. defense is really going to be scared of Jeff Toole no. slinging the rock. Nope, no. not at all. I think once E.J. Manuel is back and he has that threat of running the football just as much as passing, that's when C.J. Spiller is really going to thrive. Yeah, I'm looking here. Do you know who the Bills open with, dude? <laughs> the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to be trying to score as many points as possible. Lots of luck with that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the, the pass are just going to run. I don't want to talk about week one yet, but if there was ever a game that I'm going to bet on, it's going to be that pass versus Bills matchup in week one. Pats open up in Buffalo, and then yeah. they get the Jets at home. Yeah, so sorry for the Bills fans out there. But C.J. Spiller, we still love him. Kevin Cobb and Jeff Toole, you know, we're, I don't even think we had them ranked on our cheat sheets. No. Speaking He's... of being unranked, Todd, Mark Sanchez from the New York Jets, one of the worst offenses for 2013, our prediction, of course, is out with a bruised shoulder, and if you saw the preseason game against the New York Giants, Geno Smith didn't look that good. Three interceptions. He ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety, <laughs> and Rex Ryan was very animated after the game in his, in his post-game press conference. He wouldn't answer who would be the starting quarterback. We know Sanchez is likely out for the next couple of weeks with a bruised shoulder, so Geno Smith might get the starting job for week one just by default. You know... The Jets. It's just one thing after another with that team. It's hilarious. It really is. It's a circus show. Rex Ryan is standing sideways giving his press conference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not fantasy relevant. Nobody has Mark Sanchez on their team. So, no. Um, but it just continues to spiral out of control there. Real quick question, non-fantasy related. Uh, does Rex Ryan make it through the year or does he get fired? I don't think so. I think he gets fired. During the season? Or do they just wait till January 10th and then fire him? Uh, you know, that's... I don't know. They need to just move on, baby. The, you know, I think they use him for to gain interest in the team and to keep them relevant in the media. Here's you what know, gets I, interest in the team. How about wins? Yeah, but they're, that that's not what they're built for right now. They're built to be, you know, a, a media freak show. Oh, well, it's working. Yeah, it certainly is, and that's why I think I think Rex Ryan, I think he lasts the whole season. Yeah, but I mean, he's you know, fi- what is it? What do they call it? Black Monday when all the coaches get fired? Yeah. He'll be one of the first ones to go. Yeah, and that then uh, he'll be down in the islands coming up with some great quotes. Some some yeah. reporter will follow him down. Remember his brother this off season? Yeah, he got canned by the Cowboys, and he was on right. like Cabo Wabo or something. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> there's all these quotes coming out about it. How I'll be back in the I'll be back in the league in in ten minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what else? Is more, that it for player news? We got no, a couple news? more things to get to here. How about Jerome Felton? Maybe you don't know who that is because he's the Minnesota Vikings fullback. We all know who Adrian Peterson is, and Felton is the guy leading the way for Peterson uh, through the line of scrimmage, and he's suspended, Todd, for the first three games. Does this affect how you look at Adrian Peterson whatsoever? No, absolutely not. Not at all. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with Peterson being, uh, or excuse me, with Felton being out for the first three games. But the Peterson, Vikings start off with the Lions, yeah. then they get the Bears, then they get the Browns. 
Peterson still not even adjusting his projections on FFChamps.com. No. Jonathan Stewart from the Carolina Panthers is going for a second opinion on his ankles. They have been uh, perennial problems for the running back down there in Carolina. D'Angelo Williams seems like he has a lock on this starting job, but he didn't look like anything spectacular during the preseason. Uh, I would not draft Jonathan Stewart this year. He's just one of those guys that's constantly injured. Let someone else worry about him in your league. Just, just avoid him at all costs. Why don't the, when are the Panthers going to just release both these guys? What are they doing? It I don't seems know. like the two of these guys have been screwing up fantasy for like a decade. Yeah. Why don't they? They need to get get these guys out of there and start fresh with another running back, someone to to grow with. Cam Newton. I'm tired of these two guys. I've been avoiding Carolina's running backs for years. Kenyon Barner, Oregon, was their draft pick this year. Yep, he fits the read option. Yeah, certainly does. But he's got these other two guys in front of him right now, so uh, just a messy situation. I'm just staying away. I don't even. I'm not even considering. I love it when the pan, when like, I had a draft the other day, Bill, and I just loved it when somebody ahead of me drafted a Panther running back because it meant somebody else was falling down a slot. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. You deal with that headache. I'm not dealing with it. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. Our email address is radio at footballnation dot com. That does it for player news. We do have a couple emails to get to today, Todd. Uh, some they're already lining up in our in our inboxes here. Let's go to uh, Jason Stack's email. He's in a twelve team league and he has the fourth pick, and he basically wants us to convince him that he should be taking Arian Foster. Apparently, he knows Adrian Peterson is going to get picked, and he knows Jamal Charles is going to get picked. So he has the option of taking Doug Martin, Arian Foster, and he doesn't know which one he should take. Oh, wait a minute. He's got the fourth pick? Yes. And he thinks Doug Martin's going to be there at four. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I know AP is going one, and the guy at three already has told me he's taking Charles. That leaves D. Martin or Foster at – yeah, right. So he either has Doug Martin or Arian Foster. Those oh, are going to be his Doug options. Martin could go two. Right, which would that... leave him with Foster. Okay. I'm very hesitant to take Foster at four. You guys seem to be high on him. I trust you and value your opinions, blah, blah, blah. I was afraid of taking him before all of this injury news came out. He had a lot of carries last year, blah, 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 blah. On top of that, Ben Tate uh, is a handcuff. He really likes C.J. Spiller if Doug Martin is not there. Uh, give him some advice. What do you think, Bill? I mean, is Foster the sexiest pick? N- not anymore, you know? He's not like the up-and-coming Arian Foster. So right. I kind of know where he's coming from here. Sure. Because Trent Richardson, C.J. Spiller, Jamal Charles, Doug Martin, these guys are all you know trending up, uh, whereas – Foster's probably starting to trend down, but even if he is trending down, if he's healthy, he's going to be a beast. There's a couple things here to to look at when you're when you're evaluating Aaron Foster. It's one he led all running backs last year in touchdowns more than Adrian Peterson, and he finished, I believe, fourth in yards behind Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Alfred Morris. So he's still very productive, but he had 391 carries last year, and that scares people. I think because of that amount of touches he had in 2012. The Texans planned on resting him from the very beginning. Maybe it's because he had the calf injury. Maybe because he had the back injury. But even without those problems, the Texans still would have rested him in training camp and in preseason. We're not going to see one snap 
of preseason action with Arian Foster on the field, and I'm perfectly okay with that because I did see Ben Tate rumbling for like 79, 79 yards and a touchdown this past week during their third preseason game. So it lets me know that the Texans still can run the football and their offensive line still is capable of dominating the opponent's defensive line and linebackers. So when you draft Arian Foster, you don't have anything to worry about in terms of the Texans' scheme or their offensive line getting older. The only thing you'd have to worry about is whether or not Arian Foster can last a whole season. And I think you have that problem with any running back. You can say that about Adrian Peterson. You can say that about Jamal Charles. So to me, Arian Foster still in the top five. And if you draft him, you have to draft Ben Tate. He is the best handcuffed in the NFL. We know he's productive. We know he's capable of handling the full workload. To me, it's very simple. If you have the fourth pick, you take Arian Foster. Yeah, I mean, the last three years, Bill, 16 games played, 13 games played, 16 games played. Right. And that 13 game played was when he had that anti-awesomeness hamstring injury, and he came back and was just dominant for the rest of the season. Yes. yes. So it's it's simple to me, Todd. Uh, if you have Arian Foster, draft Ben Tate in maybe the eighth or the ninth round. If you think that's a waste of a pick, think of how much of a waste it would have been when Arian Foster goes down and you don't have his backup. Yeah. I think the key you you touched on the key here, Bill. The key with 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 Aaron Foster, if you can get past the injury thing, and I understand how people are concerned, the offense isn't going to change. Everyone's back. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same, and they added actually a nice dynamic rookie out at wideout with uh, New Hopkins. So it's the same old same old with the Texans. The division still stinks. They're going to have four games against the Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, it's more of the same for Foster. Yeah. Sticking with the emails, radio at footballnation.com. We have an email from Sam. He's in a 12-team league that starts two quarterbacks, and that's a key factor in his league setup, Mm. two quarterbacks. And he wants to know, should he go with Brady, Matt Stafford, or Cam Newton in the first round and then try to grab Jimmy Graham in the second round? Or should he draft a running back one in the first round and then a high-end wide receiver two in the second round? And I think, Todd, the strategy of waiting on your quarterbacks flies out the window <laughs> when you're talking about two quarterbacks in the starting lineup. Here's I, I have, here's my experience. I'm in one two-quarterback league, Sam, okay. and I had the number one pick overall. So I had a dilemma. The second year I was in the league, so I knew that in the first two rounds, about six or seven quarterbacks were going to go. Mm-hmm. I still went with Adrian Peterson anyway. And the best quarterback available for me all the way back at the 2-3 turn was Russell Wilson. Or, I'm sorry, RG3. Okay. So, Breeze, Rodgers, Manning, Brady, Ryan, Stafford, Kaepernick, Newton, all went ahead of me. (laughs) So, you definitely, 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 unless everyone's waiting on quarterback, which will not happen, you've got to come out of the first two rounds with a QB. No doubt about it. Do we, does he say what position he has, what draft position? Um, he does not say. Okay. It, it, it throws everything. Oh, I'm sorry. We... Yes, he does, Todd. He has a sixth pick. Sixth pick. Yep. I would probably go RB quarterback. RB quarterback. That's not a bad move. I agree you know? with that. Uh, because you're probably going to still have a quality quarterback, one of those top eight guys or whatever, in the second round. Right. Know? But, uh, and he but might, and he wait. might you... get, he might get one of those, he might get a, a Doug Martin or an Aaron Foster with that sixth pick if, if exactly. a couple of quarterbacks go in front of him. 
weird stuff happens in these two quarterback leagues. Yep. Here's an example, right? So guess who drops to me all the way to the 2-3 turn? Again, I already have Adrian Peterson. I get LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, it's nasty. He drops because of all the quarterbacks that went. And, you know, a couple wide receivers go, Megatron and Dez or whoever, sure. Jimmy Graham. And before you know it, you have the, the first and ninth best running back, and then, you know, you grab a quarterback. So I would go running back because you're probably going to get an elite running back. And yep. then I would go uh, best quarterback available second round. You can't wait. Bill, you just can't wait any longer than the first two rounds. You'll be, you'll be out in the cold. You've got to get yeah. that first quarterback in the first two rounds. Running back in first, second uh, second round going for a quarterback. Sam also has a second question, Todd. He's joining a 12-team dynasty league, 24 bench spots or 24 roster spots. I guess this is his first year in the league. Um, he wants to know, when do we suggest taking a quarterback? Is Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin III worth a third-round pick? To me, they're not. To me, if you're in a dynasty league, you can still afford to grab a quarterback a little bit later. Is it a, so? It's a dynasty league that's starting from scratch, right? So everyone's starting from scratch. Correct. Not just him. Okay. Yeah, I think the sim- similar rules apply. Yeah. You know, I, I and now it's you know it's different if you're inheriting a team or whatever, and you're trying to rebuild an existing roster. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I would not go a third round for those guys. I would and, go <laughs> just like we talk about, Bill. I'd be going running backs, baby. Lock those you know, running backs in. Especially in a dynasty league, because you're building your foundation for the future. So you can draft a quarterback like Andrew Luck, maybe Peyton Manning and Tom Brady only have two or three more years left anyway. Andrew Luck, you have him for the rest of your career. Wait on on passers like that. It's important in dynasty leagues. You do not want to miss out on running backs. Get some young, talented rushers that are going to stay in the league for four or five years. And here's another little secret, and I think people already know this, but next year's NFL draft in uh, 2014 is going to be Mm -hmm. chock full of intriguing rookie QBs. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that you're going to be drafting in next year's dynasty draft. So you're going to be able to get a young quarterback in the early rookie draft of your dynasty league next, next fall. Quarterbacks like Sam Bradford, excellent option in the Dynasty League because you know they're only going to get better and they're going to still be passing the football for the next 10 or 12 years in the NFL. Yep, that's a good point. Sam Bradford might be a guy to to target there. All right, another email we got from Scotty B, a.k.a. Big Chief, Todd. He's in a 10-team PPR league. He has the eighth roster spot, and he's looking – or, excuse me, he has the eighth draft position, and he's looking for advice on going running back, running back, running back – in the first three rounds, and then getting a wide receiver and a quarterback in the following maybe fourth through sixth or seventh round. Uh, do we think the running back, running back, running back, when he's drafting out of the eighth hole, is a good strategy to go with? Hey, Bill, here's here's my advice. I don't try to lock in my – you know, I don't want to lock in the first three rounds, running back, running back, running back in my head because mm-hmm. you just never know what's going to fall in your lap. Right? Yeah. I mean, in general – Sometimes it's okay to go running back, running back, running back. It just depends on how things fall. But there's no sense in reaching for that third running back if a similar running back is going to be there for you in the next round and you can get a, a, a nice elite wide receiver in that third round. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want to set yourself up with concrete shoes so then all of a sudden right. in the third round you can't move. I mean I usually go into drafts. Like I'll go into a draft bill and I will kind of say, okay, after the third round I want two running backs and a receiver. You know, something like that. Yep. But I'm, but I'm not married to which ones I take where. You know, I might go running back, receiver, running back. You know, so don't get, you know, it's good to plan, 
but don't overplan. I mean, things change during these drafts. A guy will fall on your lap, a wide receiver in that third round. What if, you know, Des Bryant or somebody's there for you in the third round? You know, you're going to pass him up for a third running back? Right. Not going to do it. No. So just, I like the, the forward thinking, but don't get married to a strategy. See how the draft falls in your lap. But I do love the fact, Bill, that he's waiting on his QB. We love that. Yeah, by the way, Scotty B uh, is a seventh-year FF Champs user, and he was in the Super Bowl of both of his leagues last year. So we like hearing that. Love hearing from our members of, over big at Chief. FF Champs. Big, big Chief's a big That's winner, right. man. Uh, I was asked a question on Twitter, Todd. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Bill Enright. You can hit Todd up on Twitter, at CFF Geek. My man Gio Cordero wants to know, would we go Calvin Johnson over C.J. Spiller, Alfred Morris, or Ray Rice? I don't know if I would take Johnson over any of these running backs if it's a non-PPR league. If it's a PPR league, I would take Calvin over Alfred Morris and over Ray Rice, but not over C.J. Spiller. We don't know which one it is. He didn't say. Okay. You know, these people um, on Twitter are very limited characters. You only have 140 yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. need to make everyone count. Yeah, when are they going to make a, you know, super-sized Twitter? I don't oh. think they're going to. No. <laughs> Go up to, you know, 280, 280 <laughs> characters? No? Yeah, I don't think that's happening. No? All right. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, CJ Spiller, no. I'm not, you know, I'm taking Spiller in every league in every format over Dez. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Calvin. We're talking Calvin. Calvin. Sure. Um, Ray Rice, that's eh, an interesting one, Bill. The guy catches a lot of balls out of the backfield, PPR. I don't know. I'm still taking Calvin. Are you? You're taking yeah. Calvin over Ray? Yes. Okay. That that one I'd have to think about if I'm on the clock. And it depends on my draft position and who might be there for me and all that kind of stuff in the second round. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, but CJ Spiller is above uh, Megatron in all formats for me. And then I agree with you. Alfred Morris, and who was the other one? Not just Alfred Morris. Rice, Spiller, or Morris? Oh, okay. Yeah, Morris, definitely, clearly the fourth player in that mix. Yeah. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Let's get to one more emailer, Todd. Radio at footballnation.com is our email address. Let's get to one more before we take a break here. We have Justin. uh, He's leaving. Justin from – he doesn't say where he's from. Justin is leaving for Spain on Monday, so he wants to – kind of make some waiver wire moves before the start of the regular season. Good idea. You always want to be prepared. He has Brandon Pettigrew right now, and he's thinking of dropping him for Fred Davis or Martellus Bennett. I'm a big Fred Davis fan this year. He's not suspended like he was last year. He's healthy. We saw him in action in their third preseason game. I'm not as high on Brandon Pettigrew as some other people. I would go with Fred Davis over Pettigrew. Yeah, I'm not – Adverse to that. Fred Davis, I mean, you got to like, I'm trying to think back to last year. He only played the first seven games, right? Yeah. Yeah, Here we go. Seven games, 24 catches. So about three and a half receptions per game. You know, 60 receiving yards. He didn't hit the end zone last year. We were kind of expecting, Fred Davis was kind of a sneaky tight Mm -hmm. end in last year's draft because of RG3. Right. And we thought maybe he'd need that safety valve his rookie year. Didn't pan out because Davis couldn't stay on the field. Uh, I think Fred Davis has more upside than Pettigrew. I think we've seen what Pettigrew is, and we kind of know what it is. And I don't think there's a lot of upside with Pettigrew. So if you're going upside, I'd go Fred Davis over Pettigrew. Uh, I also He also asks if he should drop Josh Gordon for a backup quarterback 
or a handcuff to C.J. Spiller or Matt Forte, both of the, both of which are on his roster. Now, it's pretty interesting here because he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, and he wants to use them in week one versus the New York Jets, but he also has the Baltimore Ravens defense. So right now, he doesn't have a handcuff to C.J. Spiller. He doesn't have the handcuff to Matt Forte. And should he drop Josh Gordon, who we both like a lot, even though he's suspended for the first two weeks, should he drop one? Of, should he drop Gordon to get up one of those handcuffs? I'm not even addressing the backup quarterback situation. I think that's just silly. Yeah, I, I'm not dropping Gordon. Why would you drop Gordon? To get a handcuff for Spiller or Matt Forte? Why does he have two defenses? Because he wants to use the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New York Jets in week one. Is it that as important? A, as opposed to the Baltimore Ravens, who are playing the Denver Broncos. I mean, do we think that the Ra- – I mean, the Ravens – this is not the Ravens' defense of old. This isn't no. like the, the clear-cut number one defense that you have, you know, and you want to stash them and play the matchup with the other guy. I mean, you know, the Ravens are kind of falling back a little bit in the pack. I think we have them ranked number eight now. Yeah, and we have the Tampa, and the Tampa Bay Bucks not that far behind. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm picking up a handcuff, I'm dropping one of those defenses. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not risking anyone else picking up Josh Gordon just to get, no. just to have two defenses on my team. I mean, he has Spiller's one of his, so he wants to get Fred Jackson. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the worst scenario here, Bill? C.J. Spiller goes down in Week One, and you mm-hmm. don't have Fred Jackson, or you know, you're you have to pick up a defense in the second. It's clearly just carry one defense. Yeah. Unless you've got some crazy defensive scoring that we're not aware of. Yeah. Never, I never, ever, ever carry more than one defense. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to. No. All right, so that we're all caught up on emails. We'll get to some more callers in the next segment, 855-478-7030. We'll also go over the cream of the rookie crop for running backs, wide receivers, and even tight ends. That's all coming up next here on the Fantasy Football Champs. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. <laughs> 
FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passion, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. The champ is here. It's fantasy football time with the, the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from FFChamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs, where we are helping you dominate your fantasy football drafts, helping you dominate in the regular season, and helping you win your fantasy football leagues. you got to check out ffchamps.com. A special 50% off discount right now through the end of Labor Day. It's everything that we offer in our draft kit, our preseason, and everything we offer. We are by your side every week, every day for the regular season. If you're serious about winning your fantasy football league, you have to check out ffchamps.com. Bill, it's, it's just worth being a member just to get the damn draft tracker. Yep. <laughs> Love that thing. You bring it to your draft, you bring your laptop, whether you're online or offline, all the cheat, seat, cheat sheets and schedules and everything's all intertwined. It's it's amazing. I love that thing. The funny part was I was sitting. See, when I let's talk about this for one second, Bill. When you're at the draft, when you have a draft where everyone's physically in the same room as you, I am very strategic as to where I sit. I don't want anybody peering over my shoulder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the guy where everyone can like see what's going on, or if I have to go get a beer out of the fridge, they're all like all over my stuff. I have one guy that actually gets up at my draft and walks around the room. Yeah. I close my I close my lap. I put, pull the screen down on my laptop. I'm like, dude, what are you? Do? Go back and sit down. I know. Go. Ta- go ta- I'm like a teacher. I'm like, take your seat. Go exactly. take your seat. But my point is. You know, with the soft glow of my laptop, the yeah. draft tracker's like really color coded. It's like right. totally color coded, like on yes. my position and everything. Yeah. And somebody caught a glimpse of, like, from a distance, but they're like, "What is that?" Oh yeah. And I had to, you know, I had to give a little promotion, but I didn't show them what I, I didn't show them the actual tool till after the draft because <laughs> I couldn't, you know, give it away. Very nice. Very nice. But I mean, that's just this is the time of year, man. I actually missed the draft tracker during the season, Bill. I missed the mock draft tool and the draft tracker during the year because the mock draft tool, I'm on it on my iPad probably three or four times a day, especially at night. My girlfriend falls asleep. I pop open my iPad. I'm doing some mock drafts. That thing's a lot of fun. Helps you prepare for your upcoming fantasy, real fantasy draft. Totally agree. 
yeah, that's I, I miss those two tools. So another week or so, and then we'll uh, put those on the back burner and focus on the weekly strategy. But uh, a lot of drafts this weekend, Bill. Sign up at FF Champs, get the draft tracker, get the mock draft tool. You won't be sorry. And then, you know, get the one-on-one expert advice from Mr. Bill and myself and all the rest of the FF Champs team. Absolutely. Todd, you, you nailed it. If you're serious about winning your fantasy league, you have to check out ffchamps.com. Uh, part of what we do over there is strategy articles and rankings, and we always do a cream of the rookie crop. So last year we had guys like Doug Martin, Alfred Morris, Robert Griffin III, Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Josh Gordon. They were all on our cream of the rookie crop list last year. And, Todd, with your college fantasy football knowledge, it's always very helpful for your opinion, for your analysis, for your expertise about these incoming rookies. Here's the deal. At college, you know, some of these guys in all the positions are system guys. Right. right. They're in a ridiculous gimmicky offense in college, and it's hard to tell whether the stats they get. And in college, we, we love them for college fantasy. But when they go to the pros, it's hard to see how they translate because they're in such a system that's set up for success. But other times, Bill, there's a player that just pops off the page. And the guy that popped off the page last fall for me, and I said, oh, I cannot wait to see where this guy goes in the NFL. I hope he lands in a decent landing spot. Was running back Giovanni Bernard from North Carolina. He lands with the Bengals, and everyone knows who he is now, Bill. But because I love, of hard knocks. I know, especially with the hard knocks. He's like a star. He drives around in his girlfriend's mom's minivan, minivan and yeah. all that good stuff. <laughs> so he's a little bit of a uh, rock star right now, but – um, so the secret is out, unfortunately. And uh, but Bill, this guy just has everything. He reminds me a lot of Brian Westbrook from the wow. Philadelphia Eagles. All those years, he has he has the whole package. Last year for North Carolina, six point seven yards per carry. He rushed for yep. nearly thirteen hundred yards. Twelve touchdowns on the ground. But this is what I love, Bill. Again, in a twelve team or twelve game season, forty seven receptions That's for four hundred. Yeah, 490 yards and five more touchdowns. That's where the Westbrook quality comes into play. He does it all. Returns kicks, too, although I don't know how often he's going to do that for the Bengals over the course of his career. But this guy is the guy, man. He's got all the upside. He lands in a good offense. Yeah, he has to deal with Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. But over time, his talent will win out. Todd, the thing about Giovanni Bernard is he's in a great situation with the Cincinnati Bengals. You said that you were excited to see where he lands. I think he lands in a great spot. They're an up-and-coming offense. They have a great offensive line. And we know Ben Jarvis-Green-Ellis is there uh, as a running back by committee. But I think by season's end, Giovanni Bernard, that job is going to be all his. Yeah, he's just electric. And especially if you're in a PPR league where you have a flex, he'd be a perfect flex option, you know. Put him in as your RB3 in a flex, in a PPR especially, yep. and you won't be sorry. Uh, that guy, and he's just got so much upside. He could wind up being your RB2 by the end of the year. All right, how about some more running backs here? Eddie Lacy comes in at number two on our list, followed by Monte Ball at number three. Uh, talk a little bit about Eddie Lacy. We know he has the pedigree coming from Alabama with their running backs. Yeah, and, you know, you could argue that Alabama is kind of a system offense because they just run it most of the time, very yeah. standard offense pro set. But Alabama doesn't just recruit anyone. You've got to be a beast to play for Alabama. Eddie Lacy was that. 
He rushed for 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. Also could catch the ball, Bill. Surprisingly, 22 catches, 189 yards, 189 yards and two scores through the air, which is a little bit surprising. And he lands in another good spot. Bill, you and I were both at Radio City for the draft. And, you know, we love covering the draft for all the positions, offense and defense. But we had a close eye on these fantasy guys. And yep. the Packers took Lacey. You and I gave like a standing fantasy ovation. Yeah. We were so thrilled with where he landed. Of course, a few rounds later, they grabbed Jonathan Franklin, which tempered our excitement just a little bit. A little bit. But, but Lacey, I mean, you put a guy with his talent, his skill set, into one of the top offenses in the NFL, it gets us excited. And I think what we like about Eddie Lacey is he brings some kind of power rushing attack to the yep. Green Bay Packers. They lacked that the last couple of years. Uh, we know they're a pass-first team, but they're going to have to run the ball. And when it gets cold up there in Green Bay, and it'll get cold, Eddie Lacy is going to be an excellent fit for that team. Yeah, he's a giant power back. So it'll be very intriguing to see what he does there in Green Bay, how much goal line work he gets. Uh, a little bit of a wild card. It'll be interesting. But that's a great landing spot. There were a lot of good landing spots for college fantasy stars this year going into the fantasy world of 2013. And, Todd, the, the next back that we're going to talk about is Monte Ball and we talked about him a lot earlier in the show when we were going over the player news and Ronnie Hillman's fumbling problems but with the Denver Broncos situation it seems like it's really going to be a running back by committee we went over this at length earlier in the show Monte Ball is coming in as our number three running back but it's really because Le'Veon Bell from the Steelers got injured yeah, Le'Veon Bell, another guy that big power back that we love the landing spot. Pittsburgh, perfect fit, right? Yep. For a big power back. And, uh, you know, he's got the injury, so he's out for a while. But uh, Monte Ball, now he's more of a system guy, Bill. I mean, we, you know, you got to be a little bit worried about what he did at Wisconsin only because they rushed the ball about 500 times per game up there in Madison. So I'm not saying he's not talented. And he's in a great offense, another good landing spot, but he's not one of those super freak recruits out of high school that everybody had to have. Right. He's a very solid player that went to a running back factory at Wisconsin, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what he can do in Denver. And he has a lot of mileage. Uh, he got he had a lot of carries in college, man, Monte yeah. Ball. So I'm wondering how long his career will be in Denver. I don't think he's going to be one of those running backs that lasts until he's 28, 29 years old. All right, interesting to see. If you're in a dynasty league, Le'Veon Bell, still a top three pick for a running, uh, yeah. for a running dynasty? back? Dynasty? Yeah. Sure. So if, you're so. In a, if you're in a rookie-only draft, I think Le'Veon Bell, despite the injury this season, is still a top three pick. Giovanni Bernard, Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell in that mix. I would agree with that. I mean, the, right, the Pittsburgh running back situation is a giant mess right now. They got it totally Felix is. Felix Jones, Jonathan Dwyer, Isaac Redman. There's nobody there. They're, they need they need Redman back. All right, so the fourth and fifth running backs on our list, Niall Davis, an excellent handcuff if you have Jamal Charles on your roster. We saw what he can do. He can do some damage in the kickoff and punt return game. If you have Jamal Charles, make sure you handcuff Niall Davis to your number one back. And then Jonathan Franklin, who we discussed when we were analyzing Eddie Lacy. We were a little bit surprised to see the Packers take two running backs in this year's draft. Jonathan Franklin was heavily uh, touted as a potential top five running back in this year's class, but it didn't turn out that way come draft day or come draft weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure why he, he fell. Um, 
but he did, and it was interesting that the Packers doubled up on their running backs. Again, that tempered our excitement a little bit for Eddie Lacy, but hey, you know, he's a talented guy. He's in a good offense. If something happens to Lacy, maybe he's next man up. All right, so let's uh, we're going to take a break from the rookie running back, uh, excuse me, the cream of the rookie crop, because we got some phone callers lined up, 855-478-7030. Uh, we're going to get to the wide receivers in just a bit, but I do want to go to the phones, Todd. We have Isaac in North Carolina has a question about his quarterback. What's going on, Isaac? Thanks for calling into the Fantasy Football Champs. Hey, Champs. Good to, good to talk to you. Uh, so uh, I have pick nine, just like Golden Wright had it in the mock draft you guys posted, and uh, my league is non-PPR, 10-person, uh, but it uh, has six points for, for quarterback touchdown. Uh, it's been like this for years. I always struggle when I'm looking at all the rankings to know whether to, you know, draft a quarterback a little higher uh, because of the six points for, for touchdown. I, I did kind of a layout of my whole league, and I, I realized that, you know, people win leagues because of the six points for touchdown with better quarterbacks. So I just want to get your thoughts. Does that bump up the wait for like quarterback rules to you guys? Yeah, Isaac, uh, you started off really loud, and then you got, quickly got more quiet as your call went on. So, from what I gathered, you're in a six, t- you're in a ten-team league, six points for quarterback, and you want to know how much of our strategy of waiting on your quarterback varies because of the six point per touchdown rule. Is that correct? Exactly. All right. So, Todd, I think the situation here is pretty much the same. Um, if you're in a six point for uh, passing touchdowns. Andrew Luck's still going to have 25 touchdowns this year, folks. He, you know, RG3 is still going to have maybe 30 touchdowns when you can uh, factor in his rushing ability. Same thing with Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton. Matthew Stafford is going to have over 30 touchdowns this year. So when you compare him to a guy like Drew Brees, who may have 42 touchdowns, I don't think it comes into play as much. I'm still waiting on my quarterback. Yeah. I agree. I'm still waiting on my quarterback too. There's just too there's too much of a drop off at the other positions, Bill. You know, like we've talked about. If you grab, yeah. you know, Peyton Manning and or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees in the first couple of rounds, you know, the drop off between those guys and the RG3s, Cam Newton, Staffords of the world, Tony Romo, isn't as significant as it is with the running backs or the receiver or the receivers, really mm-hmm. the running backs. So the question then becomes, Bill, you know. Do you take like if you just think Drew Brees is going to just throw fifty touchdowns this year, right? Do you take him like if he's in the second round? That's really the only in this type of format. That's the only possible reason to even consider a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm still waiting on the quarterback, right? Because he's got. If I'm, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he has the ninth pick in a ten teamer, so he's yeah. kind of in that you know. He'll have the ninth and twelfth pick, so they'll definitely probably be one of those big two or three quarterbacks sitting there staring at him in the face. You've got to just go with your guns, man. Get the running backs lined up. You're still going to get a good running, a good or good quarterback in the middle rounds. I still wouldn't take the quarterback, even given that that scoring system. Yeah, I just I would I would always wait on the quarterback in that kind of format. Now remember, it's very important to know your scoring system. So good for Isaac in recognizing the fact that. He has six points for passing touchdowns. That makes the league a little differently. But even in that kind of format, I'm still waiting on the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it does it does downgrade slightly the running mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Right. Slightly. Kaepernick's, Newton's, RG3. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, But not a lot. 
Yeah, because the other guys, the the Romos and the Staffords, who don't get many rushing touchdowns, they're still gonna they're gonna get extra points for their passing right. touchdowns. You know what I right. mean? But it's not it's not enough to worry about. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We're gonna go to Kevin in New York. He's on with the champs next. What's going on, Kev? Hello, Kevin. Hey guys, how are you? Thanks We're doing great. What's call. going on, man? How can we help you today? Kev, you're either, you're either you're there or you're not there, my man. You, are you, can we hear you? Yeah, can you hear me? I can when you talk. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the call. So I have a, um, I'm in a, a 12-team league. It's kind of a, a quirky league. Uh, it's uh, it's PPR, but the um, the flex spot is that that open um, offensive spot. So you can start a quarterback, a running back, a wide Ooh. receiver, or a tight end. Okay. So you know when I'm trying to prepare for it, you know the PPR rankings or the two QB rankings, um, right. you know don't really fully like encapsulate the. Uh, the league, so I, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, draft strategy in a league where you can use two QBs. But you know, I, I think usually what happens is as the draft goes on, you know, people kind of change their strategy. If they see QBs flying off the board, they maybe grab another running back and then decide that they'll they'll start him in the flex spot instead of putting a QB in there. Right. Now, Kevin, here's the situation where you don't want to wait on your quarterback, right, Todd? Wow, I, I tell you, this is interesting, man. Because to, if you so can put a flex, if you can put a quarterback in a flex spot, that's the position you're going with. I don't care if it's Carson Palmer or Alex Smith; they're going to have more points than the fourth or fifth running back on your team. Right, but the question still remains: Do you wait and get the seventh, eighth, ninth quarterback, and then go back and get you know Eli Manning or Rivers or, or Dalton, you know, as your second one? Kevin, what pick? What pick do you have? Kevin, what pick do you have? Seven. So Todd, he's kind of in a spot where maybe he grabs that seventh or eighth quarterback, and then he comes back in the next round and grabs another one. Have you played in this league before? Hello, Kevin. Yep. Have you played in this league before? Yeah, yeah. This is um, we've been we've had this uh, scoring for it's probably our fourth year. Okay, so what happens in the first two or three rounds with quarterbacks? How many quarterbacks go in the first, second, third round typically? First round is probably four, mm. four to five. Okay. And then they really start flying off kind of the back end of round two and into the middle of round three, which puts me in an interesting spot at seven. You know, my, my initial thought was grab one of those. You know, in PPR, I kind of see like, you know, you have AP at one and then kind of two through eight are all kind of the same guy with a similar upside, similar risk. Right. You grab one of those back ends there and then maybe grab a quarterback in round two. Um, Because usually by the time I get around, which would be 30-31, I think is my third round pick, you could have 10 QBs off the board. Kevin, I'll tell you this. It's going to be very simple for you. If four quarterbacks go off the board before your first round pick – you have to take one of those running backs. That means Peterson, Foster, or Doug Martin are going to fall in your lap if four quarterbacks go. And I also think, with that same thought in mind, you have to take a quarterback in the second round because now, if you, you're right, if you skip out on that second-round yeah. quarterback, you're going to end up with Phillip Rivers as your quarterback one instead of him being your quarterback two in that flex spot. So go with the running back in, in, in round one, 
and then come back with a quarterback in round two. Put the pressure on those guys in one through six. Put the pressure on them to reach for a quarterback. You're in the position of strength in that first and second round, not them. So you get to have the two pl- two picks before they get their second and third. Go with the quarterback in round two. Make sure you draft the running back in round one. Love it. Thanks, guys. I totally agree, Bill. That's exactly why I was asking those follow-up questions. Is you know, you, you gotta. I love looking back at the draft history of previous drafts at leagues that I was in. You know, you get a good sense for who's taken who where. And the fact that he said that four quarterbacks will go potentially in that first round. You know, if three or four of them go ahead of him, he's going to have some great options at running back in that first round and still get a quality QB on the way back. But in a two, it's basically a two-quarterback league. It is. If you have a flex spot that can be a quarterback, it's a two-quarterback league. Yeah, and what I told the other caller that had a two-quarterback league is you got to have a QB in those first two rounds. So yep. uh, I think we said go RBQB with the first caller, and we're going to say that again here. RBQB, and then go from there. See what, see what see how the draft unfolds after that. 855-478-7030 is our phone number here on Fantasy Football Champs Radio. Let's go to Craig in Wisconsin. He has the ninth pick in a 10-team PPR draft. What's going on, Craig? How can we help you today? Hey, guys. So I have the ninth and 12th picks in my draft, and then as well as, you know, goes down to 29 and 32. And I'm wondering if at number nine, should I take Calvin Johnson or should I take like a LaShawn McCoy that falls to me? Well, this is an interesting of... question, Bill, because he's near a bookend, 10-team right. league. Right. Okay? He's ninth so pick. it's always interesting when you're in the two-hole or in the nine-hole in a 10-teamer because you got to kind of predict what the guy behind you is going to do. Exactly. So this is where tiering is huge in my book, Bill, because if it's like all running backs in the first eight picks right, and it's LaShawn McCoy and then that's the end of the tier – Mm-hmm. I'm taking McCoy because you know the guy behind you is going to grab him. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If there are a couple running backs, it's like you know, a quarterback or two go ahead of him, you know, and there's a couple running backs to choose from, and you might be able to get one on the way back, and you really want Megatron in a PPR because this is a PPR, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you go P- then you go Megatron, and you get one. Hopefully, you get one of your running backs on the way back. But it kind of just depends on how the draft unfolds, where your tiers are. And also, if you have any intel on what the guy behind you, what his drafting trends have been in the past few years, do you know this guy? Do you know what he likes to do? Um, it's like a second year. I'm not exactly sure what he likes to do. Yeah, Craig, why do you but, uh, think that Calvin Johnson will be there for you at nine? Well, I've just been doing a lot of mock drafts. It seems every draft I've had, kind of like the LaShawn McCoy, Calvin Johnson, and then Another problem is that I've been taking Calvin Johnson at 9 and then get like an Alfred Morris at 12. But once it comes back at like 29 or 32, there's pretty much, you know, some stud right receivers, but there's not much left as in terms of running backs at, you know, at 29 or 32. I think you're right, Craig. I think the running back drop-off in the third round is a little bit hit or miss, high risk, high reward. I think you should go running back in the first round. And I think you should go running back in the second round, too. If Calvin Johnson there is there, it's a difference maker. You, you should try to get him on your squad. But don't be surprised if all of a sudden you're looking at LaShawn McCoy and Ray Rice with that ninth and 12th pick. I've seen Ray Rice, I've seen McCoy fall to the end of the first round, beginning of second round. So if you can grab one of those running backs, 
You're right. There's some stud receivers that you can get in a 10-team uh, PPR league in the third round. So I would suggest almost going running back, running back here. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Craig. We appreciate the call. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. And, Todd, I think a lot of people are faced with a similar situation as our previous caller, Craig, is in because – there is that drop-off in running backs when you're looking in the third and the fourth round, but there's not a drop-off in receivers. No. Well, there is a drop-off if you have Megatron, a possibility to get Megatron in a PPR. Of course, but I th- – right. That's the only – That's yeah. that was his, basically his question, right? Was right. If, if Megatron's sitting there at nine, do I take him? You know, that's the question in a PPR. That's what he was kind of going. I have there. yet to see Megatron go past the sixth pick in a PPR league. I've done a lot. I've done a lot of expert drafts. I've yet to see them go past the sixth six overall. I agree, pick. but I think that's what he was kind of thinking: was what if it happens? What if it happens, do? you have to take him. Right, you take if him. If you're at in nine. a full point PPR league, you have to take Calvin Johnson anywhere from after six to the end of the first round. Right. But if you're not, if you do want to go with running backs, you know, I think you set up yourself up for a pretty solid foundation. Are we you can have, about it? You can have LaShawn McCoy and Chris Johnson, LaShawn McCoy and Maurice Jones-Drew. Maybe Ray Rice falls to you. You have all of a sudden Ray Rice and Alfred Morris. Not a bad combo. If you haven't drafted yet, people, there's a definite sweet spot of why – there's a plethora of really, really solid wide receivers in that third, fourth, fifth round. You know, and there's not a lot of running backs left at that point, right? This isn't yep. rocket science, but if you do take Calvin back or, or um, Bill, if that guy right. takes yeah. Calvin in with round one, he's right. At, at the end of round three and in four, the running backs are slim pickings, but there's plenty of nice wide receivers at that point. So just be prepared. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. Todd, the phone lines have been jam packed all show long. We love it. After all, it is our fantasy football champs draft special. So let's go back to the phone lines. We want to help out as many people as possible. We got Joe in Florida on the line. He has Matt Stafford as his quarterback. One worried about if he should pick up a backup QB. Is that Joe? Is that correct? I got that situation uh, pretty much summed up. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Um, I have Matthew Stafford as my quarterback, and I have Trent, Matt Forte, Isaac Redman, Bilal Powell, Michael LaShore, and Dale Richardson as my running backs. And I want to know if I should just wait until his bye week to maybe pick up a Terrell Pryor and drop one of them, you know, one of my low-end running backs for him later on in the season. Well, yeah, obviously, at some point in the in whenever Matt Stafford's on a bye, I think it's in week nine. You, you, I mean, you're not gonna you're gonna need a backup quarterback. Is it, I'm not sure what your question is. You when Matt Stafford's on a bye, yes, you will need a backup quarterback. Well, yes, yes, but who? But who? The question is, who should I drop? Because what I'm hearing is that Jokey Bell is going to get more touches than Michael Lashore apparently now. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if I should just drop him now and pick up. Terrell prior now, or just wait and drop him then. I'm not dropping him. Well, I don't really have high expectations for Terrell prior. Do you, Bill? No, not with the Raiders. Yeah, and I also don't have high expectations for the running backs. He's considering dropping. <laughs> no, neither do I. So, I mean, listen. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. In in week nine, the Arizona Cardinals, Peyton Manning, 
Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Giants, and San Francisco 49ers are on a bye. We have this great article. It's called Navigating the Bye Weeks 2013 Quarterbacks. Here's who's has some great matchups in Week 9. You got Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Mike Vick, and Sam Bradford. Those four quarterbacks all have excellent matchups in Week 9, the same week that Matt Stafford has a bye. I don't want you to drop anyone right now. If you can go out and get a Phillip Rivers or an Alex Smith or a Carson Palmer, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Actually, don't dra- don't pick up. No, 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 no. Uh, don't pick up Carson Palmer. He has the same bye week as Stafford. But any of those other quarterbacks are perfectly fine. Terrell Pryor, you know, give me a break with that one. But I wouldn't drop a running back in before week one even starts in preparation for your bye week in week nine. Yeah. Wait to see especially how the season plays dude, out, my especially man. Especially if it's Terrell Pryor is the best option out there. Yeah. Joe, you and feel us? You, you got what we're saying? About, yeah. How do you, how do you guys feel about um, Randall Cobb, Amendola, Jennings, and, Bla- and Blackman and Sanu? I mean, obviously Randall Cobb, Amendola as my two starters, but you, you guys told me you weren't really high on Greg Jennings and uh, Justin Blackman suspended for four games. So how do you guys feel about upgrading there? What do you think, Bill? I mean, I like Randall Cobb, and I like uh, Danny Amendola. I think if you only start two wide receivers, you're pretty much set. Um, You mentioned Mohamed Sanu. Who else did you say? Justin Blackman and Greg Jennings. Yeah, I mean, those are fine for replacement wide receivers when Amendola and Randall Cobb are on a bye. If Randall Cobb, uh, excuse me, if Amendola can't stay healthy, hopefully it's after Justin Blackman's suspension. So he'll be back exactly. in time, and, and he looks like he's going to be back in action in a strong way. Uh, he's looked very good in the preseason so far. Yeah, it sucks that he's suspended, but, you know, hopefully Amendola stays healthy for the whole season and you don't have anything to worry about. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, Joe, thanks so much for your call. We're going to move over to Lou in New Jersey. He has the third pick in a 12-team league. What's up, Lou? Hey, how's it going, guys? How's everybody? It's going great, my man. How's it going for you? Excellent. You may know me as NJ Bears. I'm just doing my check-in, see how everybody's going. NJ Bears, our famous uh, chat room uh, guest every week on FFChamps.com. I do a live webcast for our members at FFChamps.com. It's about 30 to 45 minutes. I answer everything, Todd. Waiver wire questions, <laughs> starting lineup questions. I go over, over injuries and every week, he's a staple in the FF Champs community. My man, Lou, a.k.a. NJ Bears, one of my favorite members. What's going on, Lou? How's your summer? Excellent. Outstanding. It was, good. It was a good summer down here. We were building, but we, uh, we did all right. We, had a, we made it to the beach a couple times, me and my wife and my kids. You know, we did all right. So, Lou, you have the third pick in a 12-team league. What are you thinking at, at number three? Well, I already... Talked to the guy picking two, and he said he's picking Doug Martin. Okay. So I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking. I really like Jamal Charles, honestly, but I I think I want to go with uh, Foster. Um, and I think I'm just gonna just be dead set on it. Even, you know, depending on what you guys are about to say, but I think I'm just dead set. I'm going with Foster on the customizable cheat sheet. He's number three, top running back in the scoring system that I have. So I'm just gonna go with him. I unless you tell me otherwise. My question is. I've been playing with these guys for a long time. We're a bunch of cutthroats. They're definitely, someone's going to take Ben Tate on me. I know they're going to do it. You guys have them at an average draft position of 10. 
try and go maybe two rounds earlier or eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. Lou, here's the thing. So you have the third pick. So that means in the eighth and ninth round, you have very close picks, correct? Yes. All right, so what I would do is I would look at your opponent's team with the first and second pick, the guys that are right in front of you or right after you in the eighth round, and I would look at their team and see if they have any glaring needs, see if they really have someone that they have to go out and get. Maybe it's a quarterback or a tight end or a backup running back. But if if you think that they're going to take Ben Tate in that wraparound right before your pick, then grab him in the eighth round. You'll do yourself a favor. It's peace of mind. It's an insurance policy. You'll feel comfortable knowing that if Aaron Foster goes down, you'll have his backup, a very productive, a very capable backup in Ben Tate. All right. I feel good. Unless you guys feel that's the right direction to go with Foster there, I kind of like – Something about me likes Charles, but then the other night, I know it's just preseason. He didn't look that great. Maybe something's still lingering with that injury, but I don't know. Do you think Foster is the way to go there? or Lou, is it a PPR league? Uh, Half-point PPR. Right, so that's why that Foster is a little bit ahead of Jamal Charles in your customized scoring, which, by the way, you can customize all of your scoring over at ffchamps.com, and it spits out a, a great cheat sheet based on your league format. So I'm glad you're taking advantage of that, Lou. Uh, obviously, as a seasoned veteran of FFChamps.com, you know how to do that. So I think Foster is the right pick at three, but I'm with you. Jamal Charles, I, there's just something about him this year. It's the fact that Andy Reid throws a ton to his, his running backs. It's the fact that Charles finally has a competent quarterback in Alex Smith. That's why we have Jamal Charles as our number four running back. But I'm still not taking away the fact that Arian Foster is one of the most productive running backs in the last four years. I'm still not taking away the fact that if you are thinking that Foster is going to be healthy and all this stuff in the preseason was just kind of to keep him rested, that he's going to finish in the top three once again. That's, that's what I'm going with. That's, that's what I'm going with. And just to put it out there, that's just the best site. You got the greatest insight, and I still don't tell anybody about it because I want it all to myself, <laughs> but... I'll tell you right now, you guys have helped me make and win, make the playoffs and win championships. Uh, I can't say enough about you guys. I'm looking forward to the chat room. I'm drafting at 5 o'clock today, so i got to get myself uh, mentally prepared, maybe have an adult beverage, and get myself ready to go. So, guys, take care. Good luck this season. Lou, thank you so much. Best of luck at your draft. I just love callers like that, Todd. And it's not because he makes myself feel good because I know he enjoys the site. It's because he's with us every week in the chat room. He calls us here on the radio show. He's a well-prepared fantasy manager himself, and we just help him along. We help him make some of the difficult decisions with his starting lineup. In this case, he was a little bit worried about drafting Aaron Foster because he knows he has to handcuff Ben Tate. He calls us with us, uh, you know, a legitimate fantasy football strategy question. Lou's a great guy, and I look forward to helping him out this year at ffchamps.com. Absolutely, Bill. And, you know, it's kind of like a community. There's a community kind of on the inside circle with the members at FF Champs, which is kind of cool because they kind of help each other out. You start seeing the same names, same faces, and all the different tools and chats and everything that we do. So it's kind of cool, you know. It's a community. There's some newbies in there with some old veterans. Everyone's kind of helping each other out. But what I do love, at the same time, I don't like it from a business standpoint, Bill, but I love the compliment, the best compliment you could possibly get that Lou doesn't tell anyone about the site. He doesn't want anyone to have the advantage that he has. 
Well, that's the thing. If you're building your business on referrals, <laughs> do not go into the fantasy football business. <laughs> no. Because you got guys like Lou who have dominated their drafts year yeah. after year, and they don't tell anyone about the lead. They don't tell anyone about FFChamps.com because they don't want – he doesn't want his opponents, his competitors, to have the same advantage of, that you get when you're a member at FFChamps. Right, exactly. But – uh We'll have to figure out some sort of new referral program, Bill. I know we've done some in the past. We'll have to do something else to spice it up a bit. Now, Todd, it is the last uh, few minutes of our show here, and you sent me a little message during uh, one of our breaks, and we know that a lot of people called in today. A lot of people emailed in today. I think for Thursday's show, based on your suggestion, I think you're right, Todd. I think we should do a full hour of fantasy football coverage on our Thursday show, Football Nation, uh, live Thursday from 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time to about 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to take your calls, we're going to take your emails, and we're going to go over fantasy football strategy on our Thursday show. How does that sound this week? I think that's the way to go. It's really the last possible chance that we have on these airwaves to get in touch with the people before a huge monster fantasy draft weekend so I know that someone, uh, we have some people still trying to get in on the phones. Hold your calls. We're, we're out of time here today. Hold your calls for Thursday. And uh, keep an eye on Football Nation and FFChamps.com. We'll promote, I don't know if it'll be the first hour, Bill, or the second hour of the show, but I think we need to do it for the people. Here's the great news. If you missed getting on the lines today, I know we were busy, you can always hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. I'm at Bill Enright. Todd is at CFFGeek. And don't forget, ffchamps.com we have expert advice one-on-one service you send us an email we see your roster or you you ask us your question we see everything about your scoring system and we have immediate next to immediate responses detailed analysis about your question it's the ffchamps.com is the only site that gives you one-on-one expert advice uh like the way that we do so if we miss your call today Go over, sign up at ffchamps.com, use one of your free expert advice tokens. You get two of them with every membership. They're usually $9.95, but we give two to every new member. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, or you can email us, radio at footballnation.com. A lot of ways to get in touch with us. And again, more fantasy football coverage, draft analysis, and strategy on our Thursday show from 12 to 2 right here on the Football Nation Radio Network, ffchamps.com, footballnation.com. Todd, I want to thank our producer. Josh did a great job today. Had to answer a lot lot of phone calls. We kept him busy. Yeah, certainly (laughs) did. Uh, We want to wish everyone that's drafting right now best of luck this week. Uh, Do you have anything to say before we wrap it up? Hey, man, again, so many calls, so many emails. you got to love it. These are the best kind of shows Let's do it again on Thursday, one full hour of fantasy. Let's jam the phone lines once again. All right, thanks for everyone for listening. Best of luck in your drafts, and if you're serious about winning fantasy football, check out ffchamps.com. For Josh Deering, Todd DeVries, I am Bill Enright. Have fun. Fantasy Football Draft Week is here. Enjoy, and good luck. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week, 
and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com, promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.